Okay. So we're going to learn the first Fabrengen, the Rebbe Gevel Agabemer. It says in the Talmud, there is nothing that is not hinted to by the Torah. So it's understood that Lagva Omer also must be hinted to somewhere in the Torah. In Hasidus, it mentions... Yes. Also, yeah. also in the Zayar, where in the Zayar is it, you know? This time Correct. Okay. It also, um, uh, so Hasidus brings two hints for Lagba Emer. First of all, it says in the Pasuk, Eda Galazah, which we'll discuss what that Pasuk is about in a moment. Another Pasuk is a Gal Enai. That's a Pasuk in chapter 119 in Tehillim. Hashem says, or we say to Hashem actually, Open my eyes, Gal, which is, is the same letters as Lag for Lag Baimer. Open my eyes, and I will see the wonders in your Torah. That's the um, that's that's what we uh, ask for for from Hashem. And so the word Gal has the same letters as Lag, as Lag Baimer. Lag is thirty three. So this uh, these two hints in the uh, Torah for Lag Baimer. Uh, have relationship to the main essence of what Lagbaimer is about, the main the main theme of Lagbaimer, which is the revelation, the inner dimension of Torah. In another occasion, uh, the Rebbe spoke about how Chassidus generally describes the 19th of Kislev, the day of the Alter Rebbe's release from prison, as the day of Matan Torah, the day that Hashem gave us the inner dimension of Torah. And he, but the Rebbe Rashab says that Lagbaimer was the day that Hashem gave us the inner dimension of Torah. They have So Shavuos is the day Hashem gave us the Torah in general. And inside the Torah, the whole Torah is there, both the revealed parts of Torah and the inner dimension of Torah. It's all there. But when was it openly, uh, when was, when did Hashem uh, reveal from that what He gave us on Shavuos the inner dimension of Torah? So that, well, not the oral Torah, the inner dimension of Torah, the secrets of the Torah, like the Zohar and the Kabbalah and the Chassidus. So it says in one place that happened on Lagba Emer. It says in another place it happened on the day the Alter Rebbe's release on the 19th of Kislev. Oh, so, so that's how the Rebbe answers. It says, just like Hashem gave us the Torah. Hashem first gave us the first tablets. Then there was a sin in the golden calf. And then, we, and then, Mo, and then Moshe prayed for us. And then Hashem gave us a second chance and He gave us the second tablets. So too in regards to the inner dimension of Torah... There is there are two dates which are associated with the revelation of the inner dimension of Torah. There is the day of the Shemba Yochai's passing, and there's the Yutes Kislev, and they respectively correspond to the uh, first and second tablets. So, right, so that corresponds to the Kislev, and the first tablets correspond to Lagbeimer. Either way, so there's something about these two verses which hint to Lagbeimer, which tell us about the theme of Lagbeimer, which is the revelation and the, and the gift of the inner dimension of Torah. The first verse, Eda Galazah, is uh, about the story of Yaakov and Lavan. Yaakov famously was running away from his brother-in-law Lavan. No, you don't know the story? Go ahead, tell me off. After Yaakov worked for, his, uh, for, for 20 years by Lavan, by his father-in-law, he then told, he, he, and he became fabulously wealthy, and he felt that his father-in-law was jealous of him, and he told his wives, the daughters of Lavan, it's time for us to leave. So they ran away, and Lavan chased after them. 
And when Lavan chased after them, God appeared to Lavan in a dream and said to him, don't hurt Yaakov. So Lavan finally reaches Yaakov, he does not hurt Yaakov, and they make some kind of pact between them. The pact is that they made this mound of stones, and Yaakov told Lavan, uh, Lavan told Yaakov, this, is, this, this will be a pact between us, uh, that no one will uh, pass over this mound. This is a, a demarcation of our camps. And I won't go to you, you won't go to me. This is a separation between us. So the words for mound of stones or mound testimony. Is that what this is? No, but uh, that's, a, that's a beautiful verse too. The, uh, the verse over here is Gal 8. Gal 8 means the mound is a testimony. The mound of stones testifies to separation between Yaakov and love. I know, you, I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about how in general when the Jewish people camped, they camped in a way they couldn't see each other's houses. Matovo, that's sure. what Matov was about. Yeah. Here is a, that, that's about the Jewish people camping within themselves. Here we're talking about how Yaakov camped um, separate from his father-in-law, Lavan. Not how Yaakov uh, was, not how the Jewish people were separate. So anyway, so, so the words the Torah uses to, to describe this mound of stones is Gal 8. So there's something about the word Galate, which has relationship to Lagba Imr. Gal is the same letters as Lak. So what is the meaning of of uh, of this mount of stones and how does that have relationship to Lagba Omer? When Lavan was chasing after Yaakov, the simple reason he was chasing after him was to hurt him. He wanted to hurt Yaakov. Why? Be- Jealousy? Yeah. Yeah. So but there is a deeper reason. In order to understand deep reason, you have to watch. I, th- I think it helps if, if you're familiar with uh, comic books. <laughs> I used to. It's it's not at all a comical thing, but just for me, it's able. I'm able to uh, imagine it more uh, because of uh, my imagination. Anyways, what, the, the deeper reason why Lovin chased after Yaakov was because when Yaakov was, was at Lovin's house for many years, he was he was elevating all the sparks of holiness that were within. Lavan's sheep and Lavan's house, Yaakov's presence was able to extricate all the sparks of holiness from, from there to, to Hashem. But there were some sparks that were left when Yaakov left. So by Lavan chasing after Yaakov, there's a new story in the Torah. That new story in the Torah was produced by the remaining sparks of holiness that were at Lavan's house. So when Lavan's chasing after Yaakov, he's chasing after Yaakov to hurt him, what's really going on is the sparks of holiness that were at Lovin's house are now being transmitted and transplanted into the letters of the Torah, which is that story. Wow, that's heavy. It's heavy, right? So that's so Lovin, So what's a real reason Lovin's chasing after Yaakov? He's chasing after Yaakov to give Yaakov back the last bit of the last sparks. He thinks he's chasing after Yaakov to hurt him. The real reason he's chasing after Yaakov is to give Yaakov those last those last sparks. Why, do we go, why does he go about that way by just chasing him aggressively? Because he wasn't a nice man. So in a similar way, now, at the end of the exile, the, uh, the Rebbe, Rebbe said this talk in 1950. This was the first talk that Rebbe gave at, uh, after previous Rebbe's passing on Lagma Imer. He says, we're now at the time of elevating the last sparks of the exile. Since that time, parenthetically, the Rebbe said that all the sparks are necessary for Mashiach to come. All the sp- and whenever you have a cup of coffee and you eat it for the right reasons, you extricate the spark of holiness from that cup of coffee and you bring it, to hol- and you bring it back to its divine source. When you say a bracha on it, and you eat it because you're drinking it because you want to learn Torah and you want to daven, that releases 
that divine spark from the cup of coffee and brings it back to the holiness. So, so the amount of sparks that have to be elevated before Mashiach is meant to come have already been elevated. Mashiach is ready to come according to all the signs of the Torah. But in this talk, the Rebbe said that there are, there's still the, there are the last sparks that have to be elevated. Uh, just like Yaakov had a few sparks left, so too there are the last sparks that have to be elevated, and then when Mashiach will come, it says the Torah, the Torah says, God promises us, I will remove all impurity from the world. When Mashiach will come, there won't be any impurity left. So since there is a need to elevate the last sparks, that's why it's so critical to study the inner dimension of Torah. Why? What's the relationship of studying the inner dimension of Torah and elevating the last sparks? In previous generations, people could perhaps have a, a they could claim, you know, I don't want to study the inner dimension of the Torah, the secrets of the Torah. Let Sadiqim study that. Let those on a higher level study that. Although that wasn't true, but people could have that claim. But in our times, when we're about to leave Haran, which is that's the name of the city that Lavan lived in, we're in the proverbial Haran in time, and we're heading towards the coming of Mashiach, we have to elevate the last sparks. So we have to share Hasidus in a way that even people who are not knowledgeable should study Hasidus in order to elevate those last sparks. The uh, previous Rebbe put it this way. The Baal Shem Tov and his successor, Mzitcha Magid, they shared the inner dimension of Torah in a way that's relevant to the Jewish people. The Alter Rebbe, however, did something more. He didn't just make a connection between Jewish people and the inner dimension of Torah, he explained it. He explained the, the inner dimension of Torah in a way that everyone could understand it. Until the Alter Rebbe, there was this accepted uh, saying among tzaddikim, or among chassidim. It says in the Torah, a tzaddik lives by his faith. His faith is considered his very life. That's what a tzaddik's life is about, his faith, his love, his fear. His physical pleasures aren't interesting. Yes, it is something, that way. Especially, yeah. so so there there is a a way of reading that same verse to say a tzaddik gives life by his faith, not just he has his own life, but all those who follow him and connected to the tzaddik, they are animated by the tzaddik's faith too. That's what that's what many Hasidim would say. That's what many tzaddikim would say. But the Alter Rebbe said, although that's true, the tzaddik does give life by his faith. But that's not sufficient. He, he, he wanted and he accomplished that everyone should understand the inner dimension of Torah by themselves. And that's why the previous Rebbe also translated his teachings and the teachings of Chassidus into other languages and he made the, uh, and, and he translated, he did this in, in Yiddish and he published Chassidus in a way that people who have no, very little knowledge of Torah should, have some, should be able to understand Chassidus. So it wasn't just it shouldn't just be that Tzadik is doing everything for you. On the contrary, the, the, what, what the Alter Rebbe wanted, and the previous Rebbe continued in a more um, exponentially greater way, was that everyone should be able to understand it. It shouldn't, it shouldn't just be relying on the Tzadik and his... You, you can't understand it. It's written in a way where it, may, even the, 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 the Siddur, anything you translate in English, none of it makes any sense. Let me, say, let me put it this way. The Rebbe Rashab said about the written Torah, about the Bible, he said... The greatest of the great don't understand everything, and the most simple of the simple understand something. Sure. So, so he said. Sure. So he said the same thing is also with Tanya. He's the greatest of the great don't understand everything, but the most simple people understand something. 
So since in this time we have to finish elevating the last spark, so to make Mashiach come, that's why we have to share and reveal the teachings of Hasidus to bring Mashiach. So there's a special connection between the teachings of Hasidus and that word, the mound of stones. What's the relationship between the mound of stones and Hasidus? To elevate the sparks, especially to elevate lower sparks, the one who wants to elevate those sparks has to garb himself in the, in, in the uh, physical. Like Yaakov had to deal with Lavan, right? Yaakov, the go- Yaakov was in Lavan's house to elevate the sparks of holiness that were in Lavan's house. He had to, there had to be a relationship there. He had to, he had to live there. He had to be connected to, the, to that place to elevate those sparks. So there has to be some involvement. Or like you and your coffee. You have to actually drink the coffee to elevate that spark. But there has to be a separation. To, in order that the, you're the influencer, not the influenced, in order that you're, you're the one who's elevating the physical, not the physical is bringing you down, there has to be a separation between, between the person who's trying to elevate the physical and the physical. In other words, if I'm interested in, in only in the physical pleasure I get from whatever it is, I'm not going to be elevating the sparks. On the contrary, I'm going to be submerging myself in the physical pleasure, right? right. I'm not interested... Uh, I just want to share with you something amazing. Rebbe said that before Lagba Imer, Rebbe asked those who are organizing the Lagba Imer parades uh, to share three things that he wanted people to emphasize in the... Um, in, in the old in the Lagba Imra events, which is very fascinating, it was a. I'm going to find it over here. It was it was instruction to those or, those organizers. They should relay this to people who uh, who attended to these events. Let's see if I can find it. I think one thing that I said was that it, that people should constantly be um, connected to godliness. You have to you have to, you have to inspire people that they should, whatever they're doing, they should feel a connection to Hashem. That's one thing that Rosh Hashanah taught us. We have to always be connected to Hashem. We always have to feel a bond with Hashem. Uh, as Rosh Yochai said before he passed away, he said, I was always bound with Hashem. And, uh, and now in David's passing, he said, my neshama is inflamed with Hashem. My neshama cleaves to Hashem. My neshama is one with Hashem. So that's something we're supposed to uh, pay attention to on, on Lag Ba'imer. Uh, this, this, uh, that, that's our first message. And two other things, we should go find it over here. Uh, okay, I don't see it here. You have to ask me tomorrow. Okay. Um, so, so that's the, the, the first message of the Gal. Gal means there's a mound, there's a separation between the Yaakov in you and the Lavan in you. The Lavan in you is a physical. And the Yaakov in you is your Neshama. So, although you have to get involved with the physical... We have to have a separation between them in order that the lavan should not um, bring down the akif. So you have to be involved in the physical, you have to eat, you have to drink, you have to, invo- you have to, you have to elevate your area in the world that God sent you to. But at the same time, there has to be some kind of separation to know that the only reason you're involved in the physical is because God wants you to accomplish something there. And by having that in mind, having that separation, that distance, that will ensure that you will not be influenced by the world. On the contrary, you'll be able to make the world itself a home for God. As the story was with Yaakov, the Yaakov took all of the flock of Lavan, and he converted that all, all of the sheep, and they became his property, in a simple sense. 
So in a similar way, you'll be able to elevate all that belongs to love and in your life, all the physical in your life, by having that, that separation, that, that distance. There's an expression, never is mentioned here, I think it was authored by the Rebbe Rashab. You know where that's from? It's good to be alone among people. Among people, I think it's in the Rebbe Rashab. It's good to be alone when you're among people. Which one? Among people or alone? But that that, that Rebbe it's, so that's what it, it, that's he's alluding to the idea of this mound, of the separation. You have to be involved, and yet you have to know that you're 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 there for a reason. You're not there because you have to be there because you want because you need the physical the person to feel that when all the phys, physical components of his life, there's 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 purpose to them. There's 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 reasons for them to be there. It's not there. Uh, I just want to mention one point um, to get that sense. We learned last week on Shabbos. The Torah speaking about the midst of being holy. Right away, the Torah says. Keep Shabbos. What's the connection between Shabbos and being holy? Being holy means having purpose in your life, realizing that everything you do has a, has has a has a meaning. To feel holiness and to have a feel the purpose of what you're doing, it's very connected to your um, your Shabbos experience. Not just your physical, not just the fact that you celebrate Shabbos, but also the fact that you think about the meaning of Shabbos. What Shabbos is about? Shabbos is about divine providence. Shabbos is about how Hashem is watching us, taking care of us. So our Shabbos experience is very, uh, it, the fact that we're conscious of Hashem constantly creating the world and that, that there's, there's more to the world than meets the eye, that allows us to have that separation and to realize what the purpose is of the physical in our, in our, uh, in our lives. In a similar way, the says in this talk, that we get this energy from the inner dimension of Torah. By the inner dimension of Torah instills in us this, this, this truth that there's nothing besides Hashem. Studying the inner dimension of Torah is at, at another occasion, uh, if you will, uh, I would put it this way. They ever said that when you learn Chassidus, there's a sort of like, you know, subliminal message. You know, and, the, and our advertisements used to have subliminal messages. They used to have like a, uh, whatever, some, 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 there's lawsuits I heard about this, about different, different advertisers who would put in like these, these psychological, trying to get to your subconscious, trying to use hypnotism to get you to buy their products. In a similar way, Chassidus has a, as a, uh, um, a tiny letters <laughs> in every in everything you learn in Chassidus ever said there's there is this context of what Chassidus is about. It's all about how there's nothing besides Hashem. That's what Chassidus gives us. So in order to be able to have this mound, we need to have the gift of Lagba Emer. What's a gift of Lagba Emer? The gift of Lagba Emer is the revelation in the dimension of Torah. What's in the dimension of Torah about? I have nothing besides Hashem. So to have this mound, to have a separation of the physical and the spiritual. We, we get that separation, we get that sense of, of uh, purpose and meaning in the physical from studying the inner dimension of Torah. That the whole existence of the world is godliness, and we need to make the world a vessel for godliness, and when Mashiach will come, it will be revealed here in the physical world that, that the word of Hashem is what makes everything exist. So before Mashiach comes to k- keep us on target with, with, with our, what our journey is really about, we have to study the, study the inner dimension of Torah. And that's another um, meaning, another connection to the word gal. So in other words, we have to work really, really hard in order to bring Mashiach. It's not easy. There's a, we all have to put in a tremendous effort. Because we, we, studying the inner dimensions of Torah is not an easy task. Okay, okay. But let's say, let's, let's say this. Let's say that um, uh, 
Hashem gave us a gift of the inner dimension of Torah to, to empower us to this task. Okay. So another meaning of the stones is like this. Stones, the mound of stones, uh, Gal, has a personal message for us in our service of Hashem. In the Book of Formation, it says that stones are associated with letters. Why? Just like with letters, you could create words, so too... Oh, that's not stone. Just like with... Just in time, just in time. They will have a l'chaim. Just like with letters, you can create words, so too with stones, you can create a house. And just like a, a word, house is an idea, so too a house, house is a person. So letters are associated with stones. What's the most important part of the letter? The, the, or more, most important part of the, a stone? A stone is about um, its presence. A stone is not about... A stone is about its strong presence. Which, in our service of Hashem, the idea of, of being a stone means to be stone-like, stone-like resolve in serving Hashem, kabolosel, accepting upon ourselves the yoke of Hashem. That's, that's what the, the meaning of, of the, the mound of stones is in a personal level. To have like this stone resolve, I'm going to do what Hashem wants, doesn't matter if I understand it, doesn't matter if I feel it, doesn't matter if I'm in the mood. What Hashem wants, is that, that's what I'm going to do. So, to have this separation between uh, the physical and the spiritual, to have this, this sense of like, I'm not going to indulge, I'm going to just do what Hashem wants me to do, that's not an easy thing. You know, like when you drive a car, if the alignment is messed up, you know, what happens? You, 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 you end up going to other lanes without, uh, involuntarily, right? So in a similar way, our physical bodies are uh, attracted to physical things. So our alignment is naturally prone to go off, off, off the road. So in order for us to stay on the road, the Torah says that uh, in the story of Yaakov, there had to be a mound of stones to separate between him and Lavan, so too in order for us to be able to stay on target with what Hashem wants us to accomplish in the world, we have to have the mound of stones. What's the meaning of the mound of stones? So first of all, the mound of stones, as we said earlier, is the idea of separation. Separation of the physical and the spiritual. We have to know that we're not about the physical. The only purpose of the physical is just to make a place for Hashem. It's just to be used for the for spiritual. If Hashem gives us a physical, it's just for the spiritual. We have to have the separation. To give us a power to be separate, the word Gal is the same letters as Lagba Eimer, it's through the inner dimension of Torah. The inner dimension of Torah, Chassidus, has this message in it that there's nothing besides Hashem. So the more we learn Chassidus, the more we realize that there is something more to the physical than meets the eye, and the physical has a purpose, and we're able to elevate and, and, and use the physical for what, what it's meant to be. But there's another dimension over here. As you said, it's hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, the other dimension is you have to have a stone-like resolve, that you're saying that I'm only doing what Hashem wants me to do. In other words, if without that stone-like resolve, our alignment will naturally bring us to just indulging in the physical for the sake of the physical. And that's why the sphere of Lagba Eimer is Hoyd Shabahid. What's Hoyd Shabahid? Hoyd means that I don't understand, I don't feel, I acknowledge this is the truth. I don't understand why this is true, I don't feel this is true, but I know this is the truth. I submit myself to this being the truth. Like the Talmud uses that same word in the arguments between the mayor and the sages. The Talmud says that a mayor submitted to the sages, although he didn't agree with them, or the Chacham submitted to a mayor. They had differences of opinion, but they submitted themselves. And they said, you know, Rameir, you're right. Chum, you're right. So the, the word hoid means, we say moida'ani. Moida'ani means to thank Hashem. 
It also means to acknowledge that the truth is not the way we see things. Truth is the way he sees it. He sees things. Where hoid means that the truth is by you, Hashem. Hoid means I, I don't understand and feel the truth as I should because of... Moja'ani is the first thing we're supposed to say in the morning, right? Right. So the first step of the day is, is the stone. First step of the day is the, is the stone-like resolve, Hashem, I, am, I belong to you and I submit myself to you. And I, I thank you and I appreciate the gift you give me. Is Moda'ani a long phrase or is it just a few sentences? Or? It's, like, it's like 14 words, I think. How many words? I'd so, love to get a 12 words. so I can start saying Sure, for yeah. sure, sure. This, uh, it's in the sitter. Uh, I, I don't have a sitter home, though. That's my problem. I have to get one. We've got to get you a sitter. I get you a sitter. Um, get me one and I'll pay. You could borrow one from the shul until we get you one. I asked Yossi, he said I couldn't. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to Yossi. <laughs> um, so that's the first so, so bottom line is what, what do we learn today well this is an amazing thing we learned that the, the Torah alludes to Lagba with this mound of stones with a gal between Yaakov and Lavan the mound of stones is about our separation the physical and the spiritual and the way we get that separation what gives us the power to have that separation is Chassidus Chassidus gives us a sense that there's nothing besides Hashem and therefore the physical isn't physical the physical is meant to be elevated and specifically we also have to have a hoid the sphere of tonight the sphere of Lagba is hoid sheba hoid Hoyt is about submitting yourself to what the right thing is, whether or not you're in the mood for it at that time. That's the that's the road towards towards elevating the world and bringing Mashiach. And when the Mashiach will come, we'll see how everything in the world is really only the energy of Hashem that makes it makes it be there. All right, I'll stop here. Any, what, about all the, what about all the evil in the world? Where does that come from? It's, it, there's there are things that are here to challenge us, and things that are here to to transform. And the, and the, that's a short answer, but the long answer we have to, we have to get into. All right. Shkayach. When I read your class, it just makes me think. It keeps me thinking all day. Thinking is a good thing.